How can commercial real estate facility managers, engineers, and general contractors enhance Matterport Digital Twins for remote facilities management, remote collaboration, remote training, mechanical electrical plumbing documentation, including dynamic data via API integration, such as temperature and pressure. Stay tuned to find out. Hi all, I'm Dan Smegbrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum. Today is Thursday, June 2nd, 2022, and you're watching WGAN-TV live at five. We have an awesome show for you today. It's a bit geeky, it's a Matterport mashup, Introduction to ATOS Imaging for Remote Commercial Property Facilities Management and Training Using Matterport. And here to talk to us about this topic is Connor Offit. Hey, Connor, good to see you. Good to see you, Dan. Uh, uh, Connor is co-founder and president of ATOS Imaging uh, based in Atlanta. And uh, you'll, you'll, in fact, you'll find them at atosimaging.com, A-E-T-O-S. I-M-A-G-I-N-G.com. And for the purpose of our show, uh, we're going to do a little bit of role playing. Uh, Connor is going to get to play himself. And uh, I'm actually going to be uh, Bob, a facilities manager and chief engineer of Acme Commercial Buildings based in Atlanta. And we have 100 buildings in 25 states. Uh, this obviously works for fewer buildings that are under facilities management, but for today's purpose, I'm, we have 100 buildings uh, in 25 states. And just a little bit of context for you, Connor, uh, I'm interested in saving money, saving time. Time means doing things faster, and I'm also interested in improving job satisfaction of our team members. So uh, I reached out to you because my uh, uh, trusted colleague, uh, Dan Smigrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum, said I should do a Zoom call with a member of the ATOS imaging team because we are already using Matterport, but we're having challenges. And, and uh, Dan thought since ATOS imaging is a Matterport partner, that it's kind of like one plus one equals 100. So I'm really curious to, to, to find out about this, Connor. So my, my, my four things that I was talking to Dan about that I needed help with, visual equipment database, training and simulations, onboarding, and uh, collaboration within a Matterport tour. So as I mentioned, we're already creating Matterport tours of our mechanical, electrical, and plumbing spaces, our chillers, coolers, sinks, sensors, um, all our spaces. And we, we thought by doing these Matterport digital twins of our spaces that it would enable us to do a lot of, a lot of improvements to save money, save time. But as soon as we, we find, for example, for visual equipment database, we, we thought we could just do matter tags for every piece of equipment, that that, that would be a great way to, to, to create a visual database of, of everything in our spaces. But it, we're, we're finding it's just too clunky doing these matter tags and they just don't seem to, uh, anyway, that, that's kind of the problem. Do you, do you have some questions for me or is, is that enough to tell me about visual equipment database 
of, of how ATOS imaging plus Matterport can help us. Uh, Bob, thanks for the introduction there. And, and you know, thank you for clarifying some of the things that you're looking for and what you wished you would have gotten out of Matterport. You know, quite frankly, that's exactly how we started our journey as a company is we started providing Matterport services to our commercial buildings operations clients. Uh, and, you know, there are all these sets of problems that they wished that they could solve with Matterport. They kind of hoped they could solve similar to what you're talking about. And it really just is not optimized for commercial real estate operations, training, et cetera. Um, so that's really when we got to work and, and we decided that, you know, rather than waiting for either Matterport to provide bespoke solutions to this or another third party, said, you know, we have all the expertise on operations and buildings and facilities management. Well, let's go ahead and build the software solution that solves some of these problems that are being faced in the overall operations space of building. So um, kind of to address your first point, uh, let, let's kind of dissect what is the issue really? Um, you know, are you running into problems where you're unable to really filter or sort or manage large volumes? You said 100 buildings. You've got, that means you've got probably a thousand scans, right? And across those thousand scans, you've got an infinite, well, not infinite, but a very large number of equipment, components, systems, et cetera, that are compromised in those spaces. Is that generally correct? Yeah, you know, I, I, I would say, Connor, that, you know, we're, we're using our content management system, our, our facilities management platform, Angus Anywhere. We, you know, we can locate stuff, but we actually need to, to, to see it. And, you know, when we know that we need to look at this particular chiller and it's in, in this particular building, we're finding that we're, we're, okay, where is that Matterport scan? Right. And, uh, and now that we're mousing in to, to go find that particular chiller. And it really turns, turns out to be a bit overwhelming every time we want to kind of query the visual database to go see what it is that we need to look at. Exactly. And that's, that's one of the first things that we went out to solve. Uh, so, and, and we've solved this by creating our own tagging structure uh, that persists across organizations set by your permission structure. So you can then assign what level of employee, a building manager maybe only has access to their own building's worth of data, Maybe a portfolio manager has access to the whole portfolio's worth of data. And then you can really, the tagging system that we've created uh, allows you to do all those things. You can now filter by chiller and see all your chillers across 100 buildings, immediately view that and access that. You can connect that to your existing data. You mentioned that you're using Angus Anywhere as your work order management software. Whether you're using that, FM360, building engines, really any CMMS that has an open API we're able to pull that data directly into our tagging uh, software and our tagging feature. And then we roll that data up to what we call the equipment page. And you're able to query, sort, filter all of that equipment data across any number of organizations or any number of facilities and across any number of equipment types. So, you know, we really made the management of that data way more intuitive, way more accessible and it really built the whole software platform around commercial operations. Whereas I think the original intent of Matterport was to really dive into uh, real estate marketing and virtual tours. It's very, very good at that. It really hasn't been perfected for operations. And that's where we are exclusively focused. 
Well, that's where we're kind of stuck. We, we do have, uh, uh, it seems certainly hundreds, of, if not a, a thousand plus Matterport scans. Uh, and so we kind of think, well, we have all these buildings. That's sometimes a filter. We just want to look at one particular building and get to that Matterport scan quickly. But often we need to look at equipment that is in multiple buildings. Uh, and so the, the, the question is, well, okay, how do we find all the chillers that were made by this particular manufacturer that are within, uh, uh, let's call it a thousand plus Matterport uh, digital twins? Uh, are, is eight, does ATOS imaging enable the ability to filter? I mean, I just think intuitively you want to be able to say, I'm looking by building or I'm looking by equipment or I, I, there's a particular system or somehow we have tagging of, of what it is that you need to keeping track. Does, does ATOS imaging do that? That's exactly what we do. Uh, that's, that's one of the many things that we do to provide operational value. And we knew right away that the problem that you're encountering is something we had to solve. We've solved it. Uh, and it's, it works exactly like you're describing. You can filter by system, filter by label, filter by building, really filter by we expose a dozen variables that you can sort your data with, um, you know, and that becomes a critical piece to operating, getting value out of your scans. Because uh, it's one thing for it to exist. It's another thing about how do we make that scan accessible, valuable, and operationally, uh, you know, drive improvements across your whole operation. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I mentioned that we were, there's equipment and there's systems, but we also have spaces. So, uh, you know, we have space, uh, uh, in, in our minds, we think about that we have our main engine rooms, our fire pump rooms, our uh, automatic transfer switching systems, our ATS uh, systems, fan rooms, electrical rooms. Can we, is there a way to tag spaces so that we want to say, oh, we, we want to go look at all those rooms across our different facilities. 100%. And I, I can't wait to show you here in a second, you know, when I, I show you kind of a demonstration of the platform, I'll show you exactly how we do that. Um, but yes, the answer is uh, unequivocally, yes, we can filter by all those categories. Even before you show me a demo, I'm still trying to kind of get my hands around it because one of the things that, that we were trying to do with matter tags, and, and really there's, there's not even enough characters, even if it, was, if, if it wasn't so painful, but we were trying to annotate within the matter tag, uh, either when that, uh, that chiller was last serviced or when the next service needs to be, or the, there's some temperamental problem with that particular chiller. You know, I, I think, you know, we have a very large organization, as I, I, I mentioned, you know, 100 facilities, 25 states, you know, my, my knowledge of all these spaces is really, I, I think, uh, you know, Dan told me you use the word tribal knowledge and, and that resonated with me because all the knowledge of all our spaces is within the individual's that are servicing those spaces. And that seems like a horrible place to be when people retire or move on uh, or just trying to facilitate a conversation faster. So I, I kind of feel like the, the annotation that we wanted to be able to do was, was things like, uh, well, okay, well, we need some photos of that chiller to show something that's, un, uh, can you, uh, really talk a little bit about annotation in terms of photos or video or, or MEP drawings. Yeah, well, let's, 
let's think about this from a standpoint of first principles, right? If, if you were to think of a system that did all the things that you wanted it would do, what would that look like? That's the way that we think about this problem. Well, you'd have to have a subfolder structure within your tags that gave you the flexibility to add whatever type of data that you would like to associate with these tags that's directly accessible within these spaces. You'd then want to propagate that data up and expose those data to you know, a proper organization page that allows you to filter, sort, and organize your viewing so that you can actually get real reporting and real useful uh, utility out of that structure. So without having really robust folder management within tags, uh, you're never gonna get to a proper solution. Then you're running into character limits and you know, it just ends up being a long scroll of text or notes, et cetera. So you have to have a really good folderization, really good organization of the data. Then you need to be able to input any data type, whether that's a video folder, uh, you know, access API link to your CMMS, photos, inspection histories, work order management, et cetera. You need to be able to view all that from within the modal structure, which is why we had to go ahead and build our own modal documentation structure, our own database that presented all that information in the way that you actually wanted to use it. So we've gone ahead and done that. We've sorted it by folders and it makes it really, really easy for you to access all that information once it's inputted. Well, you know, we really thought, we, you know, we kind of love these Matterport scans because we can walk through the space. But, uh, you know, again, uh, in terms of tagging, we, we found, oh my gosh, you know, even just to put the photos and video and the, the MEP drawings and uh, some annotation of notes or uh, when it was serviced, when it's scheduled to be serviced, all of a sudden we found out, you know, we had like 15, 20 different matter tags, all that needed to go in one spot. And then we couldn't tell which tag was which. And it, it actually is a tedious process right. to annotate a Matterport digital twin manually using the Matterport matter tag system. So, so Dan thought you had some solutions. I'm glad to hear that you have some kind of nodal point that collects all this stuff, uh, you know, we're still struggling with, you know, some of our team, you know, makes notes on the electrical panels and China markers about when something was ser serviced or to be deserviced and the training manuals, or if we're lucky, they're in a file cabinet someplace. So the, the knowledge is all over the place. So uh, is it, does the ATOS imaging system make it super easy to sort, filter, get to uh, go fly in right to that spot and then to see all the annotation regarding that particular uh, space or device? Super easy. Uh, you know, we, we've designed it to be completely compatible with what you're looking for. Uh, and, and really, that's how we've engineered the data system that we've created. I can't be the only one that has has this type of problem. Are there, are there other problems that, that you address that I haven't even thought of mentioning to you regarding right. how you do this? Everywhere. Uh, and when we started to work with 3D space, we realized that there's this untapped potential um, that is really under leveraged in the market. And 3D scans could be so much more for large organizations, for operations. And they're just not because nobody spent the time to customize a set of software tools that solve some of these problems directly, right? And so that's why we believe we're onto something so powerful here because we're solely focused on commercial operations. 
you know, you mentioned some of those four things in the beginning. You know, we can dive into training and, and how important training is at the building. Well, let, let's hold off on the on the three others. I'll, I'll come to them in, the, in a moment. But just to stay focused on this visual equipment database, because, you know, I, as the as the facilities manager and chief engineer, I still have colleagues in our team that are focused on security and engineering, uh, general, uh, the general contractors, vendor management, et cetera. So uh, does the system work with these other, my peers as well? Would they find this helpful, useful? Oh, absolutely. Well, what, what do you still need to be convinced of that I haven't articulated already? Like what, what are the solutions that you're looking for uh, that I haven't already touched on? Well, you, you've literally have touched on everything that I was thinking about because I needed help with keeping track of a hundred buildings and all the different equipment and being able to filter by equipment and systems, uh, uh, by, by uh, labels or tags that we use, and then the deep dive to see the annotation. Right. The key for me, what I'm missing is actually to see how easy, fast, and seamless it is to filter to get to a spot and be able to see all that tag information. Is that something you could demo for me now? Absolutely, Absolutely. I can jump into that right now. Um, okay, so do you see my screen okay? I do. Great, so let's just dive into how we solve this uh, in particular. So here you can see on our building tab, we have any number of buildings laid out onto a platform for easy use. So, you know, you talked about, you have a hundred buildings. Sometimes you wanna see data on a building specific basis. Sometimes you wanna see aggregate data across the whole portfolio. Well, we can do that. I can jump into the Coda building. I can see what Matterport scans we have of that property. And I can see equipment breakouts of all the equipment that we have at that property. So the, if, if I may, Connor, the, the screen is somewhat small for me. Could you talk me through what we're, what we're seeing? Yeah. So up here up top are the individual scans uh, that we've gone and collected or you've already had at your property. So easily organizing and managing the spaces that we've scanned or that you scanned already. Main chill rooms, this is a fire command center, this is a lobby, and this is a fire pump room, right? All of the MEP spaces that we've shown this is a demo environment. There's more at this building. This is really just to show you the example, right? Yes, please please don't show me anything that's confidential to another client. I would never do that. So we've made sure that all these are shareable and we've got permissions accordingly. So even at this building level, you can see all that equipment is then exposed. Well, you're still going a little bit fast for me. If you scroll back up and just go to the left, I just really want to understand this. So uh, and I guess this is called the ATOS Operate. So I guess this is one of a number of solutions that ATOS Imaging offers. Uh, so this is fine. Let's stay on ATOS Imaging. Uh, uh, I get it that I'm at the ATOS Operate dashboard. So the equipment and buildings, that means I can filter initially by looking at the, the buildings I want to focus on, or the equipment, which may be at multiple buildings. Correct. So if I go into the equipment page here, this is where we can do all that filtering and sorting that we were just talking about. Or I okay. can... And before you get there, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not the, I'm not the, the fastest uh, 
at, at getting through this. So I, I see on that left side is scans. Yep. So in addition to being able to look at buildings or look at specific equipment, I could also go to a specific Matterport scan. But as I, but as I described to you, that's part of our problem right now is being able to find the right scan with the right equipment in the right building. So uh, forgive me for interrupting. You were about to take me through how you how you filter. And I see some filters, I guess, at the very top. Absolutely. So all of these represent, you know, tags that we've placed into the scene, into the individual scans that hold data. We call this modal data. Uh, that can be general information as, of, as to what system that's assigned to. So we can say, I only want to look at equipment or tags that are associated with the chilled water distribution system. I can then also filter by label type. So if you want to call something a pump, an extinguisher, a sensor, a VFE, you can do that. You can filter by space type. So if you only want to look at uh, chilled water distribution system equipment that has label valve in the lobby, we can do that. And then we can even specify floor and really go down to any level of granularity. We can filter by building type. We can filter by scan. We can filter by space type. All of these variables that we've exposed, you can filter and sort your information. Like okay, that. so could you take me through, um, you know, uh, 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 I, I recognize this is a demo uh, database. So if I ask a question, uh, my filter request might not be quite there, but uh, I am interested in chillers in multiple buildings. Uh, is that something you could filter and show me how quickly we can get there? Yep. So here I just selected the label of chiller uh, and we can see that we have two chillers across these four buildings. One is at 1180 Peachtree and one is at Dakota building. Okay. Um, and and, and in, in your demo database, if we clicked on one of those, would you be able to show your, your modal example or would you prefer to go to a different? Uh, absolutely. So actually, let me go to a better modal example for the. For yeah, the I, I, I certainly can appreciate this as a demo database and therefore it doesn't, it's not as robust as my thousand plus Matterport scan. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah. So here we are inside of a scan. So you can see, I just simply click uh, on a piece of equipment that represents a tag. And that takes me to exactly where we are in the scene. You can so, see. So I'm sorry, you went a little fast for me because I'm really interested. You knew where this spot was, but I, what I'm interested in is, is how you do use the filter to go to an exact point within a Matterport digital twin. Yes. So again, let's, let's pop open the modal data and look at this. So we can see that this is an air handler unit. It's been assigned to the water treatment and it has the label of a control panel, right? So if I wanted to filter by water treatment control panel, let's just go back and do this. Uh, and so if I want to say water treatment, let's find that here. Uh, where is that? Oh, there you go. Uh, and then I want to say, okay, I, I see the three water treatment system associated tags that I have. And I also want to say, all right, it's a control panel. Uh, where is that? There you go. And I can see we filtered down to these two uh, units that, that satisfy those filterable criteria. And I can simply click on the link or click view. And I'm taken to exactly where that is in my buildings. Okay. So can we do that? Let's do that. I'm going to click view and we're going to go there. And that brings you to the exact spot where that is 
in your building. Okay, so this is awesome because this is exactly the problem that, that's among the first, the big problems that we're having is to be able to filter a mass amount of information by equipment building systems, labels, uh, tags, and, and then go right to that spot. It's taken us a lot of time to get there, which was so, uh, which is, it looked easy, fast, and simple, actually. It is. For and you and just, as, yeah. as long as everything is labeled properly, which it sounds like you've already gone through the hassle of doing, then this really exposes all this and makes it extremely easy to do exactly what you're talking about. Um, so, yeah. So you mentioned this is this is what you call your modal. Uh, 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 and we did talk about that there's a lot of opportunities to do uh, different kinds of visual documentation. Can you can you show us the everything that can be documented about this particular? Um... Absolutely. So as I was alluding to in the past, um, we essentially organize all of your data here by subfolders, which you can actually set uh, as a general setting across your organization here's the types of folders, here's the types of data that I would like to collect, that we would like to collect at this building or across organization. Okay, let me see if I can read across because some of the print's small. So there's files, uh, Angus connections, inspection history, MEP drawings, photos, service records, training. Right, uh, I, and these I are all just video. sample, these are all sample categories of information. Okay. We, we allow you to set the exact standards and the exact uh, parameters or, or the, so think of these as folders inside of your data that you can specify as to what they should be. If you wanna call this inspection, you know, service history, you can call it that. You can customize okay. all the names of the folders. I, I notice I don't see any videos, but I could, I could add a video of the training video to how, to, to, how, how that device works. Absolutely. You can add any file type directly to the system. So I okay. can go, and, then, and what that looks like here is generally, you know, here's what I can access imagery directly from the uh, platform. You, we can sort all that in files and all these structures, all these folders have that as well. I can even jump into Angus connections. This is all mocked up demo, uh, you know, not real information. I could say, man, when was the last time that this was maintained? And it's all natively connected with your CMMS data so that you don't need to do triple or double uh, data input because we recognize that's a huge problem. You don't want to have to input the same data multiple times. Well, yes, that, that's the problem we're having with the matter tags today. It's kind of right. like, well, we, we already use the, the Angus Anywhere uh, 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 you know, platform for our facilities management, our facilities management platform, it seems kind of redundant to have to type in information twice. So uh, I think what I'm hearing is as long as it's in the, the, the uh, uh, in Angus anywhere, and we tag it appropriately, it's going to show up in the appropriate place. You got it. And that's, that's why we had to create this modal substructure, so that we have these different modals of data accessible to you, all that really needs to happen is you just need to link it one time, right? Well, so as you're creating the tag and you're setting up all the data, you just need to make sure that that piece of equipment is associated with the right corresponding workload management equipment data so that they're tagged up properly. 
So, uh, so Matterport has introduced a service called Notes, um, but we find that it's it's a little bit kludgy in terms of how we would like to use it. I see you have something that says Notes. Uh, can help me understand that? Yeah, and you know, it's really we love Notes. We think that Notes is you know fantastic. We are just taking it to the next level and making sure that the Notes function uh, in a way that is best suited for commercial operations. So uh, not all the features that we want to have on notes are ready and live uh, but the idea is that you can have a series of running history of notes you can add delete modify edit etc you can call out individual users across the entire uh, user management structure so if i want to mention to a contractor that they need to come out to the building they would then get a notification on their dashboard and so really everybody's experience as they log in is customized to what information they need to be accessing. Should we be using the, the notes feature or, or the Angus anywhere? Is there a reason to use two different? That's a, that's a really good question. Uh, the simple answer is we can't expect all users to have all things. So we've sort of double engineered it to, to say that all right, if you have an, a CMMS Angus anywhere, you want to keep notes and, and do correspondence there, no problem, that can happen there. If you don't, or if you'd prefer to just leave a note directly on the equipment data, you can do that. So it's it's essentially redundant. Okay, so, uh, and, and we may have some uh, vendors that don't have exactly access to our uh, Angus anywhere, but we could in, in send them a note through the through that notes feature, absolutely. Uh, and we're even uh, working on a new feature that's coming out later this year, which is to be able to directly send what we call projects. A project could be an RFP, it could be a renovation, it could be a, an equipment change. So you can send and create individual projects. And our vision is to allow for seamless collaboration of real time projects across your operations to make sure that all of that data is properly assessed. You have a record of it, you have history, you have conversations that happen on this. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm excited that Dan said I should talk to you. Uh, one of the challenges that, that we have is we, we thought with the, the, the Matterport Digital Twin uh, that we could reduce the amount of airline tickets where uh, you know our senior people who are best, most knowledgeable people they'd actually want to fly the least amount. Right. Uh, so what we've been doing with the Matterport Digital Twins is doing Zoom calls and calling up the uh, Matterport Digital Twin uh, in a share screen. And we find I, the latency, the delay uh, is inhibiting us from having a real conversation. And then it's really awkward because if, if I'm, uh, if I'm showing one of my colleagues and they're going, no, go to the left, go to the left, no, no, go, uh, turn, go to the, do you have a solution for that? <laughs> we, we've encountered that situation so many times uh, that we had to engineer a solution to solve that exact problem. Because we knew that for us to push this to the next level of usability, something had to be done about creating a, a native video conferencing solution that allowed those things to, to be better. Uh, we, we've had many calls like that where a chief or an engineer say, no, left, up, down, you know, in, in that exact experience. So 
Um, what we've done is we've created our own video conferencing platform that exists as part of the ATOS Operate uh, software. So when you get ATOS Operate at your buildings, you're essentially getting unlimited calls. You're, you're really getting a powerful video conferencing platform that enables these spaces to be collaborated with in these online calls. Uh, you know, we're talking about saving tickets, saving, you know, saving travel time to the building. Uh, you know, all that's extremely important. One second, let me make sure that this crying in the background. Yeah, I, I, it sounds like your VP of marketing is getting a little bit cranky. So, <laughs> well, I, I guess it's a new world. We all work out of the house. Uh, and uh, uh, and it's, it's interesting your VP of marketing uh, joined you in your home today. Uh, and know, it's getting a little... <laughs> sometimes you can't control a four-year-old screaming in the background of your home office. So uh, that, uh, apologize that, to all the viewers. Oh, but that's, that, that's awesome. Um, so, uh, it, can I think of this as a video conferencing overlay on top of Matterport that's deeply integrated with Matterport that completely eliminates the latency? That's exactly what we've done. And um, can anyone on the call take control if I want to enable them, if they want to ask for permission to, is, is that kind of how it works? And exactly how it works. we pass so, it back and forth of who can actually move the screen. So the same way that you would assign a new host on a Zoom call and then allow or set permissions for me to allow to share screen, et cetera. We've integrated those types of features, but directly into Matterport to say, okay, you know, Bob, let me let you drive and you can kind of get to the exact information that you're looking for. We can all add notes together during that collaboration space. So everything we just showed you on the data side of those modals, we can now have a collaboration call that's saved as its own uh, environment, if you will, so that those tags and the, the notes and the conversation that we have during that call can be saved in perpetuity and then referenced back so that we want to say, man, three months later, what did we say on that project call? I thought we were going to move the chiller over here. We went through all these notes. Can I go back and see what we talked about? Yes. And so we, all the notes and the tags that we conduct and create during that conversation can be tagged and archived for future reference. Does the, can I save the video as well to that? Not yet. Um, okay. You know, and a lot of this, this stuff is in refinement, um, but the ultimate vision is yes. Okay, because I, I could imagine sometimes we have some persnickety problems and we actually do get, you know, not only uh, my team, uh, the facilities team, uh, our engineers uh, on the Zoom calls, but, you know, security, uh, we get contractors on the call, yeah. uh, vendors, uh, and we have a lot of people and it just seems like it would be really great to have a, a record of that call and then to be able even to tag it to a specific problem or challenge. So when we came back, they'd say it's documented for even for it. those that weren't able to participate in that call, that knowledge is there. You got it. And, and Bob, think about how difficult it is to coordinate schedules and logistics where everybody's got to fly out. Oftentimes, you know how this is. You manage 100 buildings. You're coming, you're looking at a couple of pipes, doing a quick inspection, and then you're out of there. You know, you, you did, you spent a whole flight ticket, a whole day's worth of activity, you know, all the logistics engineer had to come walk you into the building, bring you into the space, take their time to sort of, you know, do the babysitting, if you will, of the contract of the building. 
all that can now be done virtually, or at least. Well, yeah, yes. I mean, we, what we found, yeah, done. Connor, during during COVID, what we found was we actually all could work remotely, right. and we all could collaborate with Zoom, and these digital Matterport digital twins uh, made that possible uh, in a way we've never imagined. So it's been super helpful, but we've also felt this pain point of latency and of manipulating the Matterport tour during a Zoom call. And then who's given the tour and having people direct you to go up the stairs and off to the left when really I should just pass the control to the person to take charge of that Matterport twin. Exactly. So, so what you had you solved that. What you wish you could have done, we've solved. That Awesome. So that solves two of our challenges, visual equipment database and collaborating within a Matterport tour uh, with video conferencing. The, 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 the third item I wanted to talk about was uh, training and, and simulations. The, the, the challenge we have today with training is often our best people are in a different city. And we're either struggling with the, the Zoom challenge that we just discussed, or we're flying people and we're spending a lot of money on training. And we thought somehow we would be able to annotate these Matterport tours um, with, with some type of like, okay, here's, you know, watch these five videos of how to, right. you know, deal with this chiller uh, uh, or this automated uh, automatic transfer switch. But, you know, we don't know whether they've actually watched it, completed it, actually took a test to answer some questions. Yep. So, and, and can you can you take a Matterport tags and turn that into a sequence of operations? Because a lot of these things are dependent, first things first, then second thing, the third thing. You're not able to do that. With can, exactly. Can you can you talk me through how uh, uh, training and simulations would work with uh, Atos Imaging with your operate Atos operate platform? Absolutely. This is something I just get incredibly excited about. I think it's uh, one of our hallmark features, uh, and I think you know, quite frankly, this, in my view, will have the largest impact on the built environment overall. Um, because training is such a huge problem right now. Turnover is high, expertise is low, there's not enough engineers, subject matter experts to go around. Uh, so every organization is looking at how do they do more with less, right? And, and this is where, you know, when we started to really unpack what was possible to do with 3D scans, we just get so, so excited about the ability to create custom training scenarios that are then repeatable, trackable that are bespoke to each individual building or generalized across the portfolio standard, right? Um, and, and that is really something that elevates uh, training and onboarding at a facility to a whole nother level. And I, just before we even dive into how, this is, we are seeing applications, not just with engineers, with contractors, with vendors, with security staff, property management staff, uh, at the building level, at the portfolio level, right? So, so there's a lot of situations where one engineer maybe covers multiple buildings or uh, a chief that oversees a, a large portfolio like yourself. You need eyes on the ground at hundred buildings and you need to be able to see, did Joe pass his refresh training? Did Bob go through the right emergency response procedures for reacting to a fire flood at the building? Disaster recovery plans, et cetera. 
these are all things that are really, really difficult to scale. And if you do end up scaling them, it usually ends up being a generic video or a generic manual that is not really specific or relevant to the specific operations or subsystems at an individual facility. Sure, a chiller is a chiller, but where is the emergency shutoff valve? Where is the you know, contingency switch? Where is the isolation valve? Where is the control panel? How do you make sure that your operating staff is trained on the actual critical functions, critical operations of your building? That's where they're gonna be spending their time. Uh, do you have an example that you could show us in terms of training? I would love to. Uh, using the ATOS Operate platform. So let's jump into our example here. Uh, once again, do you see my screen okay? Yes. Great. So let's look at how we address all these things. So now well, what our platform allows you to do is to create sequence of operations, training, simulations, step one, step two, step three, and input any, really any amount of learning data that you'd like to put into this. If you want to add videos, images, files, et cetera, we can sort of put all this into this operation. So if I begin this, you can see here, step one, this, we call this, again, this is a demo course, but this is chiller operations overview. Let's say you're a new engineer, you just joined this building. I need to understand where the chiller is, how it works. How does my chief want me to conduct chiller operations at this property? Well, first I need to go start the BMS so we can have a step-by-step -step process here. Then we move them and take them from one place to another so that there's that visual context of where we are. At any point, if I need to look around and kind of orient myself or kind of see where I am, I can do that. I can move around and kind of explore exactly where I am. And if I need to just come back to the step, I just recenter, right? And so you notice here, I can then click. It's really engaging. We want to make sure that this next generation of education that happens at these buildings is not passive learning, it's active learning. Every study shows that active learning has a much higher throughput of engagement and learning retention than passive learning. This is the epitome of active learning that gets customized to your building. So here we are going through step three, read the effector indicator. And my favorite step that I love to talk about here, this is actually directly from the chief at this building, is a manual, feel the oil sump. This is something you're never gonna see in a generic training manual. You're never gonna be you know, seeing this as part of a standard course, it's generic. In this building, part of the verification process to make sure all systems are good is you actually physically put your hand on the oil sump, check the temperature. That's one of the steps that this chief wanted to make sure happens on a regular basis at this building. Again, this really shows the power of customization step-by-step -step processes that we can create and identify, make them bespoke to a building. Well, if you just go back for one second to that, that temperature there, because I, I would imagine with some of the uh, IoT devices uh, that uh, measure temperature, that we could put a sensor there that could be show up in the tour. So even though I'm in Atlanta and, and that uh, device uh, that chiller is uh, in a different city that I could actually see what the temperature is. You could. Now, real quick, uh, let's differentiate between what we call the visual equipment database or the information layer versus bespoke courses. We tend not to mix the two. Um, so courses are standalone training simulations that 
do not pull that data down. Yes, yes, yes. I completely understand that. Right. But I, I just want to just double check that it, it is possible to add uh, a sensor to, to that that reads the temperature that we can know visually see remotely within a Matterport digital twin. Yes, and you would do that back in the visual equipment database that we talked about prior, and you would add a subfolder that would be called uh, temperature gauge, you would connect that to your IoT data, and then that would be accessible and visible directly from the modal. Okay, awesome. So uh, you, you've taken me through step three. I think there was a step four you were about to show me. Yeah, and notice that we're tracking progress up here, and all this data rolls up to the dashboard level, to the admin, so that if I'm a supervisor, I can see, you know, Connor finished the course, he got this many answers complete. I'll show you the question and answer process here. Uh, so there's a six step process here. Uh, we walk through, and then once that's finished, we can then move to sort of the quizzing, the testing, uh, and that's where we confirm that they went through all this information. So we can ask them questions, you know, what outside elements affect the chiller load? We can sort of say, all right, that's condensation. Uh, I don't think this demo has complete or, or correct, non-correct answers put in yet. Okay, I, I totally get it. Get and, the and then there's a way for both the person taking the test to know they've passed as well as the supervisor to know that they've, they've completed that course. That That's awesome. So, uh, gee, I think that that even the, the training and simulations kind of covers the my last one, which is onboarding. It is. And onboarding, you know, it's really a combination of visual equipment database, collaboration, and the training, right? So when you put all those together, what you have is a beautiful pie, uh, delicious pie, I guess, of how do I get my new team, my new personnel onboarded? Well, do I want to just throw them into the rooms and have them click on all the information, look at data? That's useful. That's really powerful. I can I can look up data that I didn't know before. I can just visualize it. Can I get on a call with him and not have to travel to the building, walk him through step-by-step -step sequences? Uh, maybe there's a new project that we're working on or something like that. We can use calls for that, video conferencing. Can I make sure that he goes through the top five things you need to know at this building? Chiller operations, steam trap maintenance, emergency response procedures. Yes. So really what we have with all those three prior features culminates in reduced onboarding time, improved uh, quality of education. So you're actually improving the, the net result of your training and it's scalable across the whole portfolio. Uh, so so, I, so I see, uh, excuse me, I see that there's a, a, a really big opportunity to save on travel dollars. Totally. And uh, for our team, I know that that means improving job satisfaction for, for those that really would rather not travel. Right. It seems like we also can leverage the experts in, in our organization uh, to, to do the training across the chillers with those that, that have the knowledge. I, I get it in terms of removing the tribal knowledge and replacing it with, with documentation uh, that can pass from, from uh, one colleague to the next, to new people, to onboarding. Are there, are there other benefits besides saving money, saving time, improving job satisfaction? I imagine we're gonna have fewer errors that end up being costly. We could we could have a, a whole nother hour to talk about the benefits and the ROI and all that. So there, there are many. Um, I think you have hard benefits 
and you have soft benefits. So the hard benefits are you're going to see, for example, in New York, we have a building that has successfully reduced their steam energy consumption at the building because they're using our training uh, protocols to go through steam trap maintenance. They're missing fewer uh, you know, adjustments. They're making sure the systems are being operated at their optimal energy efficiency uh, you know, levels. Uh, and you're seeing a reduction in the total cost of steam consumption at that building. That's a hard savings, right? You're taking a $1.8 million per year budget, and now it's 1.75, right? So we just saved them a lot of money on that. Let's go to Hawaii. Let's go to Hawaii. Exactly. Congratulations. So uh, those are like hard savings. Energy reductions uh, is really the, the top thing that we see for building operating teams. The softer, slightly harder to measure are the onboarding time reductions. You know, a lot of times buildings don't necessarily track this. Does the data already exist? Do they have hard numbers on how long it took them to onboard an engineer from six months down to three? That data is a lot more amorphous. It's sort of nebulous. Uh, but we do know that these results are happening. We, we do know based on anecdotes, based on customer satisfaction, based on all of the testimonials, the case studies that we've put together, you know, we are having that effect at, at these buildings. There's the remote and transfer, uh, you know, and transportation cost reduction. That's significant. There's insurance and liability uh, implications. Just having a scan, you know, in general, you could argue that that's already a value prop of Matterport. Um, we kind of enhance that. You could see service records, histories, et cetera. It's really a lot easier to, to well, pull that. Well, I know every year we go through this whole insurance process of, of getting our buildings insured. And the first thing that the insurance people want to know is like, okay, how many fire extinguishers you got? Where, where are they? And, exactly. and what are all your, you know, so it sounds like we could uh, anticipate and tag things that they need to know, like fire extinguishers. And we could give them access to this and say, hey, you could, you could do this in 10 minutes to say, here are all the fire extinguishers in every building that we own and what floor they're located on. Got and it. if you want to go look at them, just click on it. So I, I, that's not my division. I'm, I'm, you know, the facilities manager and chief engineer. There's a different person of compliance and security and insurance that deals with that. But I bet they would probably be like giving me a big hug of making it super easy to uh, to do uh, compliance. Uh, I couldn't agree more. And, that, and that's another benefit, uh, you know, the, the insurance side of things. Another one I, I really think is important as an owner, uh, you know, sometimes the operator and the owner are separate entities. Sometimes they're the same entity, right? Owner operators versus third-party operators. Now, like who's the real winner here? The real winner is the building itself because what you're really doing, and this is kind of this whole, push uh, that, that requires some market education, some customer education. What we're really doing is elevating the value of the physical asset by augmenting the utility through the digital asset. So the yeah, I, I totally get that. That's why we, we, we did this Matterport right. digital twin thing and we, we love it. It's just that it was, it was, it's like, it was creating operational issues for us with this process that uh, that Atos Imaging obviously solves for us. So uh, I'm super excited. Do you see the utility in negotiations? If you're, let's say, selling off one of your buildings, that part of your leverage in that conversation is that the new owner 
is not only inheriting the building, but they're inheriting the best practices by the engineers that have been running this building for 30 years. And all that is codified and they inherit that as part of their purchase. Yeah, I, I hadn't even thought of that, but that's that would be, uh, you know, one of our other executives in the, in the company. But I, I, I could imagine they'd be really thrilled about how this helped and enable tours of the building uh, for for those to help expedite even before people get on an airplane to and see new the, owner training. So the oh, new owner yeah, of yeah. the building inherits that tribal knowledge that used that was used to run the building. Totally, totally get it. I'm, I'm I'm ready to load up an armored car with uh, with uh, dollar bills and just give me instructions of where to send it in Atlanta. I'll, I'll give you the wiring instructions. But before we get there, I I I'm just. I'm just wondering, it seems like this, the process of kind of onboarding may be a bit onerous uh, with a hundred buildings. Could you even just take me through maybe one building? How, how do you, how, where do we begin? It's a great question. Uh, and something that we as a company take a lot of pride in and we recognize early uh, that implementation and onboarding from our perspective, making sure that our clients get the most use out of this uh, is a process that we need to perfect. Um, so, you know, the last thing that we want to do is say, here's the software, here's the platform, good luck. Uh, we actually have a very thorough 30 to 90 day implementation process, depending on the complexity, where we identify, we, we make sure we come out of that process having tagged all your equipment, connected it to any API, CMMS, uh, you know, work order management platforms, API, IoT platforms that you need as part of your scope of work. We make sure that you've gone through all of the training needed to conduct these calls. You understand the use cases there. And we even go through and put help your team put together a, a sample course, right? You know, let's take something simple like chiller operations. We're going to use that to teach you how to put these courses together. It's very intuitive. The UI is, is really self-explanatory. It's not that complicated, but we still do really go through this, what we call implementation process to help educate our clients on how this is working. And then that rolls over to ongoing customer success, customer support, we're available 24 seven. I am so glad that my friend and colleague, Dan Smigrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum, asked me to reach out to Atos Imaging team to find out how the Matterport partnership of Matterport plus Atos Imaging would be like one plus one equals 100. So just awesome. Thank you for taking the time. I'll thank Dan. I'm going to come out of character here and I want to ask you some questions as Dan, uh, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum. Uh, uh, what are your thoughts about uh, where we're headed with Matterport? And uh, do you have some thoughts on that topic? Yeah, I think, I think that there was a lot of hype around what 3D scanning could be across a large set of vertical applications. One of those being commercial real estate and specifically commercial real estate uh, operations. Uh, I think a lot of what we discussed in our sort of role-playing call goes into why that didn't materialize. Uh, and I think a lot of people maybe got burned or, or sort of followed the hype cycle and now we're back up on the trail. I do see Matterport making a lot of great decisions right now. Uh, you know, I, I think that they really got their act together. I think they're investing into the right things. Um, and I do see we, at this juncture, you know, have a, a very robust dev team that works very directly with their 
uh, API and SDK team. Uh, and we're getting what we need out of the relationship there. So I'm actually really optimistic. I think we are just scratching the surface of digital twins and their use cases across the industry. Um, I think that you know there might have been a little bit of a hype cycle that was met with some disappointment, and now we're course correcting and fixing a lot of that. Uh, I think that's probably a little bit of what we're seeing in the macro, uh, and I'm really, really excited about what the next three to five years is going to look like. Awesome. Anything that uh, we didn't cover that we should talk about? Um, I think it was pretty comprehensive. You know, I just want to emphasize that you know we as Atos are going to provide full service, whether you're using Matterport scans already or not. Obviously, if you already are, the process is way easier. We can just take them and integrate. For those uh, but even if not, you're not, and you're just looking at it as a first time user, we can provide full service for your organization. So uh, don't need to go figure out who to go scan Matterport spaces. Uh, Atos Imaging can handle the soup to nuts, including ar arranging for facilities to, uh, uh, to be scanned, the Matterport scans. Absolutely, yes. Okay. I think that's important. Um, Anything else we haven't talked about that we should cover? Um, I think just the, the, the other side of this is we didn't really go into the expedition of other required services at the building. For example, in New York, local I-87 compliance, uh, ESG compliance, uh, things like I need to do an energy audit at my building. Can this make that whole process better, faster, and improved? That's worth a whole podcast, Dan, where we can kind of go into how this pertains to green building, how this pertains to ESG. I think there's a lot to unpack there. We're actually already doing this. Uh, that sounds awesome. Let, let's actually plan on doing another WGA and TV live at five and, and talk about specifically Atos Imaging uh, meets green. I'd love to. Okay, awesome. I'd love to, I can bring on a, another panelist for that as well. Okay, um, awesome. Uh, anything else on this topic of facilities management, training, using mashed up with Matterport? Uh, anyone, anything else on security? vendor management, uh, other stakeholders? No, I, mean, I guess the last thing, if anybody is thinking about this and they're worried about price, call us. It's not that bad at all. Um, and I think you'll actually be extremely pleasantly surprised. So um, yeah, just, I would really- yeah, I, I haven't even asked you about pricing and I, and I, and I won't, but I, I just, you know, when I start thinking about all the airline tickets, the money that can be saved in airline tickets, uh, the money that can be saved in reduced energy costs through yes. tr through efficient training and documentation. And uh, uh, it, it, uh, it, it sounds like it's really, it's really, it's a, a money maker. It is. Uh, on top of anything else, plus the, the soft things that, that are hard to measure that just make life easier for the team, which means making it easier to retain people because it'll be really painful when our team realizes they're thinking about leaving, that they're going to an organization that doesn't have uh, ATOS imaging as a platform on top of a matter for digital twin. And the, the last thing that I'll leave your audience is, you know, we are uh, a young but growing company. Uh, and, you know, we have great ambition. There's a lot of things that are in the, in the works that we didn't even talk about today. Um, you know, feedback greatly encouraged. If there's, you know, something that 
you see as an opportunity here that you think that we could work on. We, we are going to solve commercial real estate operations utilizing 3D scanning technology. Um, and we are gonna make sure that that is a solved problem here in the next two, three years. We're very, very excited with where things are headed. And just know that, you know, we're kind of a little bit the new kids on the block here trying to disrupt this whole space. Awesome. Connor, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. We've been visiting with Connor Offit. Connor is the co-founder and president of Atos Imaging. We've been talking about the Atos uh, Operate platform. We're going to have Connor back on the show to talk about another uh, Atos Imaging solution regarding Atos plus Matterport equal plus, uh, I could call it equal, uh, green uh, or mash, mash up to, for, for uh, using the platform re related to all things green, ESG, et cetera. Uh, for Connor in Atlanta, and I'm Dan Smigrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum in Atlanta. You've been watching WGAN-TV live at 5.